the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Everybody sitting in for me today is one of the great men of radio. That's right. His preferred pronouns are he and him. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mark Davis. I am humbled. Look at that. I get the, the, the full Dennis intro while he's away for a day. Dennis will be back tomorrow to finish off your week. But hey, today for a Thursday... It's you and me, kids. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, my my preferred pronouns are he and him. But you know what my real preferred thing is? For that kind of nonsense to not even come up. For you to be able to look at me and say, hey, that's a male human being. That is an actual man. And so I'm just going to go with he and him without having to jump through any hoops about it. But obviously, I'm well-meaning Dennis, and he is correct that my preferred pronouns are he and him. And my preferred America is one in which this kind of insanity uh, fades into history's pages. Let's some of what we'll talk about today. All right, let the, the, the nuts and bolts, the basics. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show for this Thursday, the 21st day of April 2022. I am Mark Davis, and I join you from the uh, the studios of 660 AM, The Answer, here in Dallas-Fort Worth, thriving Texas, where we have a very special day of history today, which I'll share with a little bit with you about. It's a partial hi- uh, holiday, in fact, across Texas. It's that big a deal. And the reason I bring it up to you is that if it had not happened uh, if today in history, in 1836, had not happened in my state of Texas, America looks and feels very, very different. Okay? You know the phone number, one eight prager 776 Again, I'm Mark Davis. I just fit in. There's no better show prep for doing the Dennis Prager Show than uh, finishing up your own entire talk show this morning, which I have now done. And we, we they say one show can't do it all. <laughs> I, I scoff at that. We try. Of course, we did some Ukraine. Of course, we did some mask mandates. Uh, of course, and I'll tell you what else we did, and I'm bringing this one to the Prager Show. I'm doing it. I'm doing it, and no one can stop me. We're going to do some weed legalization. I can't remember the last time I hung out with you folks and talked weed. It doesn't usually come up organically. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, it's 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 because it's yesterday was the big 420. You know how that arose, right? San Rafael, California? 1971, a bunch of pothead kids decide after school, uh, let's go sit on this wall and uh, blaze up at about uh, at, at a given time each day, that time being 
4.20 p.m. So it became kind of code language uh, for, for smoking pot. And so 4.20 took hold as that kind of code language there. And, and I don't know how long it took for that to become, uh, you know, the vernacular. But uh, so 4.20, you'll, you'll get Beavis and Butthead style <coughs> snickers from people every April 20th because of the 420 designation. Um, I, I, it, it is no laughing matter what's, what's happening in America with regard to these states. New Jersey, the latest, with such ill wisdom, giving in to this fetish, this fad of, uh, of, of legal pot, recreational legal pot. Legitimate medical pot is fine. Uh, there are people with epilepsy and 10 other conditions and various things. And that, that are made better by THC, the active ingredient in pot. God bless them. That's great. It should happen. I will tell you, I'm on kind of a roll here, so pardon me if I finish this brief paragraph or two. A whole lot of the uh, medical pot lobby has been a complete front, has, has just been a Trojan horse working toward legalized recreational weed. Um, the difference about now is they, they have the courage, courage, they they do us the courtesy of being upfront about it, of of admitting it that all these uh, medical pot people, uh, the folks at Normal and various other places, National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, uh, that a lot of these folks n- now totally admit that yeah yeah of, of course we want it for medicinal purposes, but you know as long as the horse is out of the barn, we might as well just go ahead and and do it recreationally as well. I have a better idea. No. And and in fact, I've asked the musical question, give me one way, one way in which society gets better by having more intoxicants legal. Give me one way in which society gets better by having more intoxicants legal. I can save us some time. Do not tell me about tax money or tax revenue. That is the devil's money. Money, tax revenue, does not make a bad idea a good idea. Don't tell me about freedom. I know that concept well. I uplift that concept every day. Freedom is great. This is not a freedom issue. Shouldn't be, anyway. Do you want the freedom to shoot heroin? Do you want the freedom to smoke crack? If you want to be free, let's be free. Society will always have a list of things that it will permit and a list of things it will forbid. Legal weed should remain on the forbidden list. And I and listen, I'm a believer in federalism, so this is my view. I would vote for this, and thank God my state is Texas, where it's, I think in Texas, the Overton window, wonderful concept of the, the frame within which reasonable things exist. Think of uh, two dudes getting married, okay? Now well within the Overton window, yeah, it's gay marriage. See it every day. You know, 100 years ago, two dudes getting married, way outside the Overton window. Copy that? Okay, great. So here in the sliding scale of uh, of legalized recreational weed in Texas, it has, and, it, and it's leaning in every state. And they said New Jersey, the latest, to say, hey, here's a great idea. Up and down the turnpike, let's have legal pot. Yeah, let's see how that works out for you uh, in terms of the health of children, in terms of the development of their minds, in terms of more stoned people around every corner in terms of more stoned driving. Great idea, guys. Great idea. Um, 
in Texas, it's gone from absolutely out of the question to probably not likely in the near term. That's been the sliding scale here. But that's my state of Texas. Your state may decide to legalize weed. See, this is kind of the way the country works. If something's not in the Constitution, there's no constitutional right to do bong hits. It's not in there. That means, yeah, kind of like, uh, kind of like gay marriage, kind of like abortion. All of those things are properly left to the individual states. Some states may have policies that I disagree with. Hey, my state may have a policy that I disagree with. In that case, I saddle up and I fight to try to change the laws in my state. That's how it works. This mask thing, which of course continues to be big. Phone number again, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. Um, the judge... Judge Catherine Mizell, what a hero. Oh, my gosh. What a hero. Just love her. 35 years old out of Lakeland, Florida. Oh, and the left just melted down completely. The left went nuts. Uh, this is what happens when we don't vote. This is what the Trump judges will do. This is what... Um, this is what awaits us if the Trump... did. She's 35, so she could be she could be ruling on things for another 50 years. Yes, she could. And maybe some of those years should be on the Supreme Court. Just saying. Just saying. And that, of course, is when we get the White House back. Please, Lord, let us get the White House back. And that will be in 2024. And we talked about some of that this morning. We talked about that on the local show. And I know national radio has been, you know, ed up with it as well. And that is Trump 2024. Thank God for every day, the Trump presidency. I thank God he won. Thank God he won. He is right about the tainted status of 2020, that little dust-up with Piers Morgan was just a weird, uh, creatively edited thing uh, for both of their advantage. It attracts attention to Trump. It attracts attention to Piers Morgan. That that whole interview was not even that contentious. Bottom line on 2020, a forever tainted result. Do I know magically the number of votes that were counted that shouldn't have been? Nope. Neither do you. Neither does Sidney Powell, neither uh, there is no Kraken, neither does Mike Lindell, God love him, uh, neither does Dinesh D'Souza, who's out with his wonderful documentary called 2,000 Mules. But Dinesh's point, Dinesh's point is that while we're not trying to overturn 2020 because that can't happen, we just want to make sure history properly records that that was a tainted result. You'll be hearing a lot more about and from Dinesh here along the network as that uh, proceeds forward. But for as far as 2024... Uh, is there a party that says you want everything Trump offered in a more disciplined package, maybe in the form of a Ron DeSantis hmm? or even a Glenn Youngkin? We can talk about that, too. Lots to do. So let me give you the number and let's uh, let's rock and roll. It's one eight Prager seven seven six one eight Prager seven seven six. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Davis. we got a lot to talk about. Let's have some fun. It's a Thursday. Dennis is back tomorrow. Appreciate his graciousness. And uh, you're uh, hanging out with me. Mark Davis on The Dennis Prager Show. Be right back. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here. And the real estate market is hot right now. People are taking advantage of low interest rates and economic uncertainty by investing in real assets. Whether you're a first-time buyer or just looking to make a change, the key to getting the property you want is being pre-qualified with cash in hand. That's why you should contact Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at andrewandtodd.com. They are with Sierra Pacific Mortgage. Andrew and Todd are mortgage bankers, not brokers, so their team takes care of you personally from start to finish. 
In fact, you'll probably speak with either Andrew or Todd directly. Go online and fill out a few simple questions, and they can usually assess your situation right over the phone. Andrew and Todd are with you every step of the way. Go to andrewandtodd.com or call 888-888-1172, andrewandtodd.com, or 888-1172. I was going to clean my room until I got high. I was going to get up and find the broom, but then I got high. Now that's producing. My room is still messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. How often has this been played on the Prager Show over the years? There's just just magical things happen when I show up. I was the answer is once. <laughs> well, was was I there that day as well? I don't, how did Dennis react to uh, <laughs> uh, Mark Davis in for Dennis? Or can you tell? Great to have you here. Telephone number is one eight Prager seven seven six. So I was about halfway through sort of the diet to the uh, the smorgasbord of things we're going to cover today and and things that we're going to do. Um, Let's talk a little bit about some of the gender wars because you may think this is not that big a deal. And let me share with you why it is. And and it's funny because I am taken, I would, I would say this even if I were not hosting Dennis's show, Dennis gave probably, Oh, this must have been 10, 15 years ago. A wonderful answer to a caller who was actually calling him about gay marriage. And he was saying, Dennis, what, what what do you care? Why does it matter? How does it affect your life? How does it affect society? It's just people. Aren't conservatives supposed to be a sort of live and let live community of people? Which, by the way, we are. And the things that are nobody else's business are none of mine. But there are some things that are society's business. And Dennis phrased something in the following way. I will clumsily, I'm sure, paraphrase it. He said that if a state, if a society says for a man that marrying a man is the same as marrying a woman, it's kind of like math. If A equals B and A equals C, then B equals C, right? Remember that from... Sophomore year. And so if society says to a man that it's the very same thing for you to marry a man as it is for you to marry a woman, that is society saying that manhood and womanhood are exactly the same thing. That is a factual falsehood. It is a scientific falsehood. It is a societal falsehood. It is a scriptural falsehood. And and it's just a, a really damaging thing because manhood and womanhood have specific meanings that are vital, that, that are central to our existence. And so using that as, as a springboard, now that we find ourselves, and I think when that conversation took place on Dennis's program, uh, we were nowhere close to the insanity of today where we have Schools. Uh, shall we talk about grooming? We have schools. And I don't necessarily mean 
there are schools out there trying to take your normal nine-year-old and, you know, turn your son into a daughter just proactively like a cold call. But if you have a, a particularly effeminate 12-year-old boy, we have people who think that that's, that's, you don't just go with that and see what he, you know, if he wants to, doesn't want to play with Tonka trucks and is more interested in, you know, fashion design, fine, whatever. Uh, no, now we have people who go, well, that, that's, that must be a girl. We've got to turn Jim, Jimmy into Jenny. If you have what we used to call a tomboy, remember that? Girls who are just not particularly consumed with the trappings of femininity. Uh, now we all of the tomboys we would know, we now have people who would say that they actually are boys what kind of fresh nonsense is that so that's going on now and the same rule that Dennis applied in that conversation that i recall from a decade and a half ago applies now manhood and womanhood have sacred meanings and i'll just give you the short uh, the short speech on what we ought to be doing because it's easy for, for me or for anybody to see, to say, this is crazy. Oh, and by the way, the other thing on grooming, most of the grooming is ideological that it's not, not, not most of it is not even about taking a 10 a year old boy and trying to make him think he needs to be a 10 year old girl. No, because we have parents and actual doctors and actual clinics who will engage in that dark practice. No, the grooming is ideological. The grooming is about making you think this is okay. Because if you think this is okay, if you are a parent, man, what was this book we talked about the other day? Jacob's New Dress. Oh, sweet God in heaven, Jacob's New Dress. A written by a mom and dad, and I use the term loosely, who have a what they refer to as a pink boy. Isn't that just the greatest? Um, Jacob... Um, likes feminine things he's like eight and he wants to wear dresses and the guy that and, and mom they say i can't wear dresses at school is that true no son you go get a dress you get apparently let the kid you know dress as princess jasmine for the previous halloween or something like that you go get go get that dress and you just go ahead you go ahead and put that. there are lots of ways to be a boy god help us. This is happening. There are parents willfully doing this. There are doctors participating in the chemical castration of our boys in, in, in what they call top surgery, the carving of the breasts of our daughters on the perverse premise that girls can become boys, that boys can become girls. How in God's name did we get to this? And the reason this is such, should be such an outrage, is that manhood and womanhood, boyhood and girlhood, uh, defined by science, if you're a stone-cold atheist, go with the science. If you're a person of the slightest faith, these are, these are human statuses created by God. Man and woman, he created them. And it's for the propagation of the species. This is the building blocks of humanity. So this is not just something. Oh, and I think in in one of the in the foreword for that that noxious book, it's like that. This this is just like it's just like being you know left handed, right handed. What difference does it make? It makes all the difference 
in the world. And so we are in a time, and in fact, as we come back, we're going to start to take some calls, and we're going to talk a little bit about school board elections. Do you have a school board election? we got plenty of them here in Texas. Do you have a school board election anywhere close to you on the calendar where you are? This is a time for warriors. And if, if your school board people, if all your school board candidates are talking about are bond elections and student performance and teacher salaries, those are all important. But if your school board candidates are not talking about CRT and making sure it is stopped in its tracks and gender obliteration and making sure it is stopped in its tracks, if they're not talking about that, keep on looking because ain't nobody got time for that. It is a time for warriors. Real quick, the date in Texas that's important, this is San Jacinto Day. Everybody knows about the Alamo. That was you know, about six weeks ago. Why do we remember the Alamo? It was a massacre. The Texans lost. They sure did. And it inspired Sam Houston and his forces to win Texas independence on this date in 1836. So happy San Jacinto Day. If that doesn't happen, you don't have Texas. And if you don't have Texas, let's just say the electoral map looks way different. Mark Davison for Dennis. Be right back. The Dennis Prager Show. In November of 2020, the Democrats were up to no good. Apparently, they were planning to pull off some degree, maybe decisive degree, of election fraud. Well, they might have been caught. Find out what they did and how they did it in the new documentary film called 2,000 Mules, directed and narrated by renowned filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza, and executive produced by Salem Media Group, with research from truethevote.org. 2,000 Mules tells the story of those who tried to hijack a presidential election. You'll see actual video surveillance tapes. You will see how their cell phones were tracked to box after box as they got paid to carry out this illegal scheme. Watch the movie and decide for yourself. Attend a limited release premiere of 2,000 Mules on May 2 or May 4. Check your local listings and get your tickets today at 2000mules.com. That's the number 2000 mules.com thank you dennis for characteristic graciousness appreciate it great to be here i'm here today bob france out of cleveland tomorrow and dennis is back on monday mark davis from 6 60 a.m the answer here in big time dallas fort worth i hope all is well with you wherever you are going i hope your week is filled with blessings that good things are happening in your life interesting things are happening here on the show it tends to be a multi-topic environment when I show up. Uh, part of it is by my precise design because I bring up a lot of stuff. And then the, the rest of it is you. And I appreciate enormously the uh, the, the things that you uh, address that are precisely attached to points that I've made and other things that are disparate and far-flung and all manner of other things because I just I, I, I just enjoy it. So let's uh, put them all together at 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. In a minute, you're going to hear the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, very nearly, uh, well, well just lose it uh, when faced with the concept that not everybody in America is up for turning little boys into little girls and vice versa. This, the the first battle, I mean, because people say there aren't that many transgender people, and they're right. And they say there, there are the, the, these examples of schools where you'll find the occasional, uh, you know, you know, grooming situation going on. You know, the, these are, are not pervasive, and that's true. And God willing, nor will they be, because we are on to them. At school boards across all the American time zones, we are are on to them. And that is why they are in full panic mode. 
Let me go and do this now, in fact. And the, the, you know the, the phone number is 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. And well, we had a number of topics. This, we've done some some constitutional stuff on abortion and gay marriage. Uh, we can get to some Ukraine. How long is this thing going to last? It's amazing what the Ukrainians have done. How long can they keep that up? I mean, what's the definition of victory for them? Will Will Putin just at some point say it's a law of diminishing returns and go, eh, I rolled the tanks back to Moscow now? I, I, I don't know if that doesn't happen. I mean, Afghanistan lasted 10 years. So here she is. Laws that we're seeing in some states like Florida, that is not a reflection of the country moving to oppose LGBTQ plus communities. That is not what we see in data. That is not factual. uh, And that is not where things stand. This is a political wedge issue and an attempt to win a culture war. And they're doing that in a way that is harsh and cruel uh, to a community of kids, especially. I'm, I'm like going to get, emo- uh, I'm going to get emotional about this issue because I just, is. it's horrible. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's like kids who are bullied and they, they just, like all these leaders are, are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives. Oh, sweet mother of God, make it stop. What? Of course, bullying is bad. Of course, of course, nobody should be tormented. No, nobody should have these things happen. Obviously. Obviously, but uh, hang on, let, let, let her finish and, and we'll discuss. And hurt their families. And you look at some of these laws in these states and it is going after parents who are in loving relationships who have kids. It's completely outrageous, um, but it is, it is a wedge issue. Sorry. I- oh, you know what the definition of a wedge issue is? The definition of a wedge issue in the liberal dictionary the definition of a wedge issue is anywhere a conservative makes a point that most of America agrees with. Find me anything that, that, that where, where a conservative makes a point and most of America agrees, it will be denigrated immediately as a wedge issue. Um, nobody brings this up. And, and what's even the definition of that? Something that is intended to divide. I, you know, everything divides people. Divisiveness is a is is a natural byproduct of, of of the state of things. If you say virtually anything these days, say two plus two is four, you'll get pushback. That maybe mathematical accuracy is racist. I don't know. Uh, oh, trust me, I'm not kidding. That has happened. Not on two plus two making four yet, but the whole notion of seeing to it that you get the right answer. Just the devotion to accuracy, saying that there's one standard for everything. Obviously, there are many arts and sciences and fields and, well, not so much sciences, but many disciplines in, in which there are uh, there is some subjectivity. Of course, I understand that. But man, uh, education has has just been dashed against the rocks by these poisons of diversity, equity, and inclusion. In fact, let's see, should I do a call first? Let me do that. Let, let's let's do a call, uh, or maybe two, uh, in this segment, and then we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about your diversity, equity, and inclusion office and why it should be uh, disbanded immediately. Uh, we are in Detroit. Mike, Mark Davis in for Dennis. How are you doing? Oh, great, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, hey. I'm just uh, – this is so pitiful. I mean, this is so pitiful. This is like uh, the typical Democratic constituency, you know, of victimhood and so on. This is a false flag emergency. The, the uh, alphabet soup, 
gender-bending crowd is not an oppressed minority. This is just absolutely ridiculous. And, that, you know, I wouldn't know or care. You could marry an inflatable doll and name whatever it is, and the vast majority of people in this country do not care unless they keep pushing it in our face and pushing it on our children. They're the aggressors, and they're the ones that have no respect for people that have uh, diverse views when it comes to sexuality. And it, yeah. and is and, and thank you and you're right and isn't this the oddity in which we find ourselves is that liberals I don't mean the uh, vital distinction that Dennis often draws between liberals classical liberals old school liberals and the left liberalism used to be where you would find uh, an invitation to debate things uh, an openness to honest conversation a a willing latitude for uh, vigorous back and forth. Uh, college campuses used to be, you know, ground zero for such things. College used to be where you would go in order to uh, to mix it up and, and actually hear things that maybe you disagreed with in order to know how to navigate that universe. And, and that's just gone. F- free speech, the notion of free speech, the notion of a vigorous debate once embraced by liberals and actual class, you know, your Bill Maher liberals, your Tulsi Gabbard liberals, your pardon me, your Joe Rogan liberals, quite frankly, Joe ain't a conservative. He's, he's a pragmatic classical liberal and God bless those people because you can still find some of those folks who, uh, who continue to, to value the concept of uh, free and open debate about things the, the the modern left has become fascist. That's where you get cancel culture. That's where you get these these easily triggered snowflake souls, and that's that's the tragedy of this, because it used to be that college is where you used to go in order to toughen yourself up. Let me tell let me tell you an old guy story. University of Maryland, nineteen seventy five to seventy nine. That's me, and in this, so. Nixon had just resigned. Ford was president. My first election was to vote for President Ford. I tried to prevent the Carter presidency. I didn't have enough company. What can I tell you? And uh, and isn't it great that Jimmy Carter has lived long enough to see that he is not the worst president ever? Just saying. Congratulations. Anyway, when I was in college, getting a journalism degree, by the way, the media had not been quite so uh, poisoned. Uh, the culture had not been quite so poisoned. I mean, just earlier that, when I'm in my adolescence, it's the 60s, and we got hippies, and we got, you know, Woodstock, and we got Vietnam, and we got protests, and we got, uh, you know, the Chicago 7, we got all, all those things, all those those delicious uh, conflicts. Of, of, of course, we had all of that. We had all of that. But um, the, once we got past my adolescence and my college years, and then we get to today's college experience. Good Lord, the job of college is to try to intellectually toughen you up. It's it's so that you can learn how to argue your point. And the only way you can properly argue your point is if there's somebody in the room who disagrees with you. And how do you know that you're right? How do you know that you're right? The best way to know that you're right is to hear an opposing view and effectively, smartly, intelligently, effectively argue against it. All, all of that is lost in today's weird nurturing womb of uh, of 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 snowflake education
This does not bode well for the future. In the immediate future, as in the next segment, more of your calls at 1-8-Prager-776. Mark Davis in for Dennis. Be right back. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. It is the Thursday Dennis Prager Show, April 21st. Mark Davis in for Dennis here in Texas. Hope all is well with you. All right, let's return to some telephone action. We are in Roswell, Georgia. Uh, and Tom, Mark Davison for Dennis. Welcome, sir. Happy Thursday to you. Thank you very much, uh, Mark. You do a wonderful job as is Dennis. Just Appreciate really quickly, um, first point I'd like to make is that the left seems to believe that they own the dictionary. So common words, which everyone knows their meaning, somehow or another can be changed at will. Um, and... N- People talk about demeaning uh, people with same-sex attraction, but uh, people who have religious beliefs and a clear understanding of marriage should not be attacked for merely defending. Uh, The second point I wanted to make is that the whole concept of so-called gay marriage is based on the idea that men and women are interchangeable. And that's not only a falsehood, but it's absurd. And I don't think any law should be based on on a falsehood. Well, because I, I share I share your view. There, America is also based on people who might see things differently than you and I do. Uh, that means in a state that wishes to have gay marriage equality, they may do that. Uh, that would be something you and I would disagree with in terms of what the state recognizes. But again, what the Constitution is about, what our republic is about, is the states are various laboratories where the people of that state get to have their wishes on display through the laws that they pass. We are in Oakland, California. Ethan, hey, Mark Davis in for Dennis. Happy Thursday. How are you? Hey, Mark. Thanks for hey. taking the call. My pleasure. Um, I just I just wanted to say, in a land where life... Um, and the pursuit of happiness is the individual right. We should be, we shouldn't be passing legislation to ban transgender athletes. Oh, transgender good lord! Athletes are. What? A, what? A, okay. Well, first of all, why? In, why? In the, okay. Why in the world? First of all, the whole notion of pursuing happiness. Of course, we all get to pursue happiness. That doesn't mean that everything we're going to want is going to be permissible or something that everybody thinks is okay. So why why do you believe that a biological man, say this Leah Thomas at Penn, why should Leah Thomas, with obvious physical advantages, be able to compete against women and destroy their hope of success? She is taking hormones. She does not have enough, you know, a a advantage uh, uh, Ethan I, I, I just I want to I want to do you a little favor I want to do I want to do you a little favor here Leah Thomas by virtue of having lived much of life as a biological she would male not be, she would absolutely not be eligible, she would not be eligible for the NC2A competition that's my that's my whole point have testosterone that, that's my entire point is Leah Thomas should not be eligible for such competition okay, in the history in, in the history of in the history of NC2A mm-hmm. women's swimming yes. how many transgenders have won a title well, uh, it's, many, it's 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 a fairly new phenomenon so i guess there's Leah Thomas and maybe more to come and it's wrong it is no, horrifically no. wrong for bio so i'm i'm how asking many, you how again many seconds, how many how many no, seconds I'm, 
And, and just listen, we, we got we got to, we got to go we got to go to the bottom line. Try, try again because your first attempt was to tell me that there's no difference between Leah Thomas and a biological female, which is just patently absurd. So is there a second well, reason? In terms of an athletic competition, of course. She it is she. How do, then? How how so? Do, so do you believe? So do you believe that Leah Thomas shattered these records and destroyed these women's hope for success just because Leah Thomas just so just just because just just because? So you believe it's just pure talent? It had nothing to do with Leah Thomas's biological maleness. That is your belief. She did not shatter any. That is that that answer the question. It is your belief. Answer the question. Answer answer the question. You believe that Leah Thomas's success has nothing to do with the sex of of Leah Thomas's birth. I don't. don't. Then uh, then uh, there's nothing I can do for you. There's truly nothing I can do for you. Uh, uh, Transgender people recognize that. You don't believe me? Talk to Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner knows about the stuff like, oh, heaven knows, Caitlyn, formerly Bruce Jenner, knows a thing or two about that. Um, there, just so that we can explore that a little further, uh, the transgender people born male seeking to compete as females, there are some processes underway that, that would undercut, to some degree, their athletic proficiency if they simply completely stayed in their male lane, no swimming analogy intended, uh, and, and, and they didn't do various things that were designed to facilitate something resembling a transition to female, which again, for the hundredth time, they cannot do. Men can not become women. Women can not become men by definition, definitions created by God and definitions observed by science. Um, but those things that, for the Leah Thomas example, uh, there there have been various hormonal things to f- to facilitate living life as a woman, uh, whereas this is a swimmer who might not be as fast as if those things had not been undertaken. Maybe. But you can never completely erase the benefit of musculature, bone structure, size. Um, there will all lung capacity. These came as a result of she's Leah Thomas is not just a big chick. Now there, there are some real big beefy women in the world of athletics and God love them. There's something else. Uh, Leah Thomas is not one of them. Leah Thomas is a man. And, um, and, and, the, and that word has meaning and there are folks seeking to obliterate that meaning. And we're all entitled. What's the old Daniel, Daniel Patrick Moynihan quote. We're all entitled to our own opinions. We are not entitled to our own facts. We are what we are born. People can choose to try to live as the opposite sex. It does not make them, by definition, the opposite sex. I am, by definition, Mark Davis, sitting in for uh, Dennis Prager. We'll continue. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Thank you, Dennis. Where is the love? Plenty of love around here for Dennis and... uh, You'll love hearing Bob France out of Cleveland tomorrow in this space, and Dennis will return on Monday. So we are two hours down, one to go, and so what do you want to do in this hour? I have my thoughts, and we will uh, simply uh, augment and supplement them uh, 
and flavor them with yours at 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. Follow me on Twitter, at Mark Davis. Shoot me some messages there. It's like another entire show taking place over there. And we'll take a look at that. I'm on uh, Trump's Truth Social and Parlor at Mark Davis Show, if you so wish. But this show is the Dennis Prager Show, simply guest hosted by me. My real gig each morning is the happy morning host here at 6.60 a.m., The Answer in Dallas-Fort Worth. So, a couple of thoughts. If you're just joining us, we've done some gender wars, we've done some social media talk, we've done some pot legalization, some CDC, some masks, uh, you know, a little of this, a little of that. Uh, we updated you and told you that CNN Plus is soon to be extinct. I'm just, I'm sorry, just... This makes me smile. Uh, here's something that will make you smile if you've been keeping track of this. Uh, just another enormous feather in the Ron DeSantis cap. Uh, major victory. The Florida Senate has passed that bill to abolish what is called the Reedy Creed Improvement District. Uh, that sounds like just some tiny little local uh, you know, zoning issue. But it is the massive uh, status uh, involving a certain amount of tax avoidance, a, tax, a huge tax break for Disney that uh, under DeSantis and now with the help of the legislature, uh, Disney is simply not going to enjoy that status, it appears, anymore. Aw, Mickey is crestfallen, I'm sure. Uh, Walt is spinning in his grave at what the company that bears his name has become, a woke, steaming nightmare. And there's a price to pay for that. Some people have called this petulant or vindictive on uh, on DeSantis's part strikes me as a consequence. And listen, actions have consequences. And if Disney is going to simply thwart the values of a majority of the people of Florida or the will of, of, of Florida as expressed by its elected representatives, listen, if the majority of elected representatives in Florida thought Disney was just the cat's pajamas for being these woke scolds, then that would be quite another kettle of fish, wouldn't it? But as it is, the values of the state of Florida, as reflected by the people they've elected to their House, their Senate, and their governor's mansion, seem to um, seem not to smile on the current wokeness of Disney. And this, all of this, of course, comes back to uh, what was maliciously and falsely called the Don't Say Gay Bill. There was nothing in there that, that precluded the mentioning of gayness. It was about not talking about any sexual topic, like at all, homosexuality, heterosexuality, asexuality, whatever sexuality, to kids between kindergarten and third grade. What kind of creepazoid wants to talk to children about sexual matters like this between the ages of five and eight? The grooming issue is real. Grooming doesn't happen. A friend of mine on Facebook, liberal friend of mine, I still have them, and and by the way, I maintain and cultivate them, uh, because it, I, I enjoy being around people to civilly and constructively engage. She had a thing on Facebook that said, it's really pretty clever, teaching kids about frogs is not an attempt to turn them into an amphibian. <laughs> I had to chuckle. That's clever. Here's here's why it's wrong, okay? Uh, it, 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 frogs exist. I know. So do gays. I know, I know, I know, I know. When is it time to teach kids about frogs anytime you want? Is it appropriate to teach kids about human sexual interaction when they're six? No, it's not. Okay, so there's like a key difference. I still, as we talked about grooming earlier in the show, I I do not recognize some vast enterprise 
that somehow seeks to take heterosexual uh, 10-year-olds and turn them gay or normal 8-year-olds, uh, 8-year-old boys who might be a, you know, and, and turn them just proactively into girls. I do recognize two things. Grooming's about two things. Number one is if a boy seems a smidge effeminate, bam, got one. If a girl is a tomboy, what? She's not a tomboy. She's an actual boy. These things are happening. Most of the grooming issue is ideological. It doesn't really involve the children themselves. It involves you. It involves me. It is an attempt to have more and more and more and more and more adults, parents, taxpayers, view this as the norm. To have parents and taxpayers think it's perfectly great to tell a a seven-year-old, a seven-year-old boy, that he can choose his gender. Ideological grooming is the most rampant thing. So we have that. There's something I've kind of, I'm keeping in my pocket here. I may bring it up now or next segment. Got some calls to go to. 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. Let's go ahead and do it now, okay? Actually, I'll, I'll give you a thumbnail. Netflix is experiencing a downturn in its customer base. They're losing their, they've lost some money. I know. Wah, wah. And and I know that Netflix has some wokeness going on in, in their deal. And But they also have some just spectacular shows. You, you compartmentalize if you want. Whatever you want to do. I'm not here to talk about whether Netflix is good, bad, or indifferent. I have an ethical question for you. You ready? Thinking caps on. One of the reasons Netflix has taken it. And by the way, they may not have fewer viewers. They may have just as many viewers as, as they ever did. What people are doing is using each other's Netflix passwords. Where if I, if let's say I want Netflix and this guy does and this guy does and that guy does. Four people who want Netflix. You could have four people sign up on Netflix and pay them, you know, X percent a month. Or I can give all of them my Netflix password. Boom! Here's my question. Is that stealing? Now, as, as a speaking of Dennis Prager books, one of Dennis's best books is called Think a Second Time. It is an intellectual invitation to say, as soon as something occurs to you, that's great. Mull it over. Let it marinate a little bit. Do you really believe that? Is it actually true? Does it deserve a little fine-tuning? And it'll make you smarter? And by the way, if you do adjust your view, that means you're open to things that you deserve to be open for, not your core values, you know what I mean. If you maintain your original view, it mean, but it, it's, it means it has withstood some scrutiny. That, so here's the thing. So my first thought was that, it, yeah, it kind of is. Because the way the usual relationship goes with the streaming services, you've got the, you pay the freight, you've got the password, and that's yours, and it's not anybody else's. And if somebody, and that you're preventing, you're preventing somebody else, uh, or, or giving somebody else the ability to have Netflix without, without them paying money. So yeah, it's kind of stealing. And I put that on Twitter like yesterday. Some of the answers I got were pretty fascinating. Some folks said, um, once you pay your, what is Netflix even now? Twelve ninety nine. How sad is it that I don't know? That's, that's, oh, get out. Is it 20? That's insane. Ah, anyway, those shows better be good. Anyway, somebody wrote back and said, once you're paying for that, 
Now think about this. This is either preposterous or they kind of got a point. Once you're paying the X amount for your Netflix password, that's your password. Somebody said, once you buy a book and read a book, can't you give it to somebody? And I thought, no, that can't be the same thing, is it? I mean, the book, once the book sells, that I mean, aren't you preventing somebody else from buying the same book? Is, the, is your Netflix password the same? Is that your property in the same way that a book I just read is my property? And I could give it to Sean, give it to Dennis, give it to Suzette. Is it the same thing? It doesn't really strike me as the same thing. I know Netflix doesn't view it as the same thing. Oh, no, 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 no. So, in, in fact, this is great. Let's just let let's let this, uh, speaking of letting things marinate, work on this through the commercial break. We'll come back and, and t- take your thoughts on this big ethics, ethics roundtable in the modern world, along with anything and everything else we've been talking about and even stuff you want to bring up that I haven't even mentioned yet. Okay? that That's how open and and just receptive we are <laughs> almost to a fault uh one eight prager seven seven six if 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 is it stealing to give somebody else your netflix password or is your password you just paid for your property you can give to anybody you want the jury convenes next mark davis in for dennis multi-topic thursday in progress i love it appreciate you back in a moment the dennis prager show live from the relief factor pain-free studio Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.